0: Seven, two one do Don't cross post. Hmm. It's live. I don't know, you guys. Some days, I wonder... Oh, there it goes. Reactions, three seconds, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Anyway. Anywho. I need to make sure... That the sound is actually working I don't know. Anyway. it's working okay so we're gonna turn on some more meditation music I love meditation music you guys I like it in the background I think it's very softening I think it helps us relax in a place where we are willing to receive things and that's where God needs us to be to show us revelations of our life of, you know, our journey in life, we need to be in that space. And we need to create it, because it's just not going to fall in your lap one day. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't happen like that. When God made his presence known to me. I had been leading up to it with meditations. And the day that it happened, I shut everything out. I laid down for meditation. I turned off all my notifications. I blocked everybody out. And i it was the craziest thing. Everyone was bothering me that day. It was like, they wouldn't just shut up and leave me alone. So I had to turn off all my notifications. Oh, I remember that day, it was crazy. It was crazy, you guys. So. Okay, I'm actually gonna open my window. So today, you guys, we are gonna talk about fermentation. It? Fermentation, and I do want to, what does the Bible say? Let's see. Firmament. Firmament, not fermentation, firmament. Let's turn the volume all the way up. Firmament. Firmament. I don't know where I was coming. See, sometimes I even get my words wrong. So you guys, I talked about this last year and I did not have enough knowledge on the topic. I knew some. I knew some. You know, God created heaven and earth. Okay. It says it right here. In chapter 1, verse 6 of Genesis... Actually, I just want to read from the very beginning. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Then God saw the light, and that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. I thought this was interesting because, you know, once you see the light, everybody, ah, oh, let there be light. You turn on the lights and... It's time to go. It's time to create. Right? Isn't that interesting? When God created the light first, it was so that he was able to create. Hmm. When God called the light day, and the darkness he called the night. So the evening and morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be firm firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament and it was so God called the firmament heaven so the evening and morning were the second day you guys you know this is where a lot of people will want to say that isn't so that not everybody goes to heaven. You'll often hear that. Even the pedophiles. There's so many people that I've, I've had discussions with them and they, they don't care. Um, they believe that a pedophile should go to hell and they're going to hell. They're going to burn somewhere. But here's the thing. When God has create, God created our souls, God gave us the heart and the spirit that lives within this flesh body, right? This flesh came from the earth. From dust, and from dust it to dust it will return. But God gave us our soul. God created our soul, gave us our soul, and created our heart. Yes, of free will. But uh, when we die, I'm just going to say it outright, and I don't care what people think we die, there is no such place as a place called hell. We, we choose to live in hell. Oh, I've got kids walking by. They go to a gym at the park. We choose to live in hell on, here on Earth, okay? I've done a lot of um, past life hypnosis stuff, okay? Um, if you die in this world miserable you're gonna come back miserable you will keep coming back god will be putting you back on earth until you get it right um i don't even think i can find the verse where this is at why do i always forget the verse we have it is it ecclesiastes Isaiah okay Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7 then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit re- will return to the God who gave it and somebody argued with me and this will come into the firmament you guys somebody argued with me once the spirit is the Holy Spirit of God that's the, that's the spirit they're talking about in this verse Because they specifically used the word spirit. But. (laughs) This is the thing when you get into a relationship with God. And you really hunger to understand the word. He'll show you all these things. I didn't learn this in church. I mean God led me. Through going to church and listening to the pastor. But everything I've learned has been from God showing me. And so. that he came to them, he was teaching, it's in Matthew. To me. Oh, I'm gonna find it. See, here's the thing: I don't give up. The kingdom where he found a joy shelter. Okay. So when it says in Ecclesiastes, the dust will return to the earth; the dust shall return where it came from, and the spirit will return to the God it and who gave it. Right. And it says spirit, and people are like, no, they're talking about the Holy Spirit of God. No, they're not, because here in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43, it starts... When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house, which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. When he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. Okay. What it means, you guys, is... Okay. Even though God gives us our souls, it becomes sickened and darkened through this world through many lifetimes. Okay. It also mentions here in the book of Matthew, Jesus says it. John the Baptist was reincarnated Elijah. He said it. He told the Pharisees this. The Pharisees knew this. So there again, another hidden gem in the Bible. My hair's a little crazy wet. Um, reincarnation had been happening, okay? Um, I've asked people about this from the church and they weren't sure how to respond. And so oftentimes these are not the discussions you wanna get in at church when people just, you know, kinda wanna just have it kinda nice and cozy. This is really for people who are really, they already have a relationship with God and they are also seeking depth and truth within these words. So today I'm going off a little bit different and I'm going to go into depth with things that most people don't like to hear about because they don't understand because they themselves have not been in the word. But I, I want to give this out. It's been on my mind. So you guys, reincarnation is mentioned in the Bible. It's been happening. We are reincarnated. Okay. If we die in this world, miserable and tormented, guess what? We come back to relive those life experiences until we get it right. Why don't you remember that past life? Well, I mean, it's a spiritual process. First of all, to remember those past lives, you have to get in touch with your soul. Are you in touch with your soul? Probably not. Most people who don't believe in it are, are not in touch with their soul. People who are in touch with their soul, though, have seen glimpses. Um, they began to pursue understanding of what they were seeing. Okay. You have to be consciously aware of your soul, which means becoming conscious of your behavior and cleansing. Um, What does this have to do with firmament? Okay, so God created... We're going to talk heaven and hell here. The physical life we live in, okay. How do I, God, please come through me. We're going to draw earth. Here's earth, you guys. Here is... How do I want to explain it? Right here where we're at, life. Here is life. Wow, that was dried out. You know, and then, um, no, you don't know. You're like, no, I don't know, Christine. Up here is God. In the firmament. Okay, this is heaven. Now, as I was talking yesterday, when you come into this world as a person, right, God places us down here as this person, okay, okay, here we are as this person, God creates us as a fresh soul, what happens as we pile on. We pile on this garbage, this emotional garbage, okay? This is why I could not see God for so many years. Is because I had so much emotional garbage built up. And not just from this lifetime, you guys. I've had to heal from my past lifetimes. This is why I understand this. I know God has taken me through the process and God's not a liar. So, because I had all this garbage piled up, I felt like this inside. I was living in hell. My whole life felt miserable. There were times it was so bad. I begged, like, even once I knew God was real, there was times it was so bad. I begged God to take my life. Please. I would. I. I had seen my place in heaven with him. If you ask God to show you your place in heaven, he'll show you. I saw it. I saw it. I saw God. I saw it. And there was times this internal pain was so grinding within me, so suffocating. That's the word. It suffocated me. I would just beg God to take me because I wasn't going to do it. I knew going out that way is not the right way, you know, and I just don't have the salt to do that. Um, So God began showing me where this pain came from. It was the fact that I was hanging on to all of these emotions, okay? You know, I had to deal with the stuff with my dad, okay? This is how how it was with God. First he had to deal with the stuff with my dad. Then I had to deal with my relationships. Okay, what was the next one? I remember these, I journaled about it. I had to deal with other family members. You know, I had to create a relationship with other family members and just, like my brother. Um I had to let go of people in my life that were not serving a healthy purpose. They were holding me down. They weren't loving me the way God created us to be loved. If you ever have to sit there and wonder, why don't they love me? Then they don't love you the way you deserve and they're never going to change. People do not change because you want them to that's just the way they are i had to learn to accept certain people as the way they are and if they were unhealthy attachments in my life i had to let god cut the cord so there was a lot of people and it was some of them were easy and some of them were hard i had to let them go um what was the other stuff I had to learn how to create healthy relationships, bad behaviors. I had to get into my childhood. Okay, here's the thing. I had to get into my childhood and there was a moment I remember realizing, looking at myself in the mirror and realizing I became just like my mother. Looking at my life and my choices and everything and what I had allowed to happen in my life, I'd become just like my mother. And I had ha- I hated her for what she had allowed to happen. But in that realization that I had become just like my mom, I thus then understood why. And I had to deal with emotional disconnection and emotional numbness. I disconnected because I didn't want to feel the negativity of other people's you know toxicity so I became numb and it affected me my whole life so once I recognized that in my mother and I saw that in myself I let go of the hatred for her um, and I loved her that happened about a year ago and and I hope to God I get the opportunity to see my mom before she dies that's all I can pray for Now I haven't seen her since I was 18 she doesn't want to talk to me probably out of fear but I hope because she's always going to be my mom and I do forgive her I like truly within the heart the last thing was loving myself that happened in may god showed me the core of the moment and this moment forever stuck in my mind there's always a moment in our childhood traumas you guys okay this all is leading up to somewhere i promise you okay so God showed me this moment. It it always stuck with me in my mind. Okay, it was a moment my stepfather called me a really bad name. I was ten. Okay. Um, and it was right before he started touching me. But I remember when he got in my face and said that I didn't understand why. I was so internal, like I crumbled. The inside, and when I tell you when I'm 10 years old and he's saying this to my face, and I knew what those words were designed to do and what they meant. I mean, I wasn't, I was a very smart child because I had to be to survive. And so I had been around that my whole life, seen my mother use those words, seen my father use those words. I had seen them used to other adults. But never in my life had I ever seen a grown adult wasn't even my father come into my face and he looked at me and he said these things and I crumbled it was like the interior nobody's home besides me I guess so the interior of me crumbled I still remember that moment and so when God showed me that in me I had to I'd ask cuz this man who eventually became my sponsor, you know, he asked me those questions, when why don't you love yourself? There's somewhere in your childhood you stopped loving yourself. And I got into meditation with God and he showed me that moment. I still remember it. And God goes, "I want you to look at it." And then he goes, "I want you to look at it again from a different perspective." And he showed me an outside perspective. And that's when I saw my stepfather's powerlessness for his behavior. He couldn't control the rage. He was, he was lost. He was gone into something darker than himself. And I got it. you know why I got it? Because of where I have been in my choices, in my anger, in my rage, doing the things I had done. What I had allowed to happen to my children. And I saw it, he had nowhere else to place his anger, but at someone who couldn't fight back because he didn't have control. And when I saw that, my heart bled open with forgiveness and prayer that I hope that he heals from the pains that caused him to become that way, right? and that's when i realized i stopped loving myself because i had crumbled on the inside but i didn't want to see it hurt me because it because i knew there was something dark about him something internally in me knew to always be aware of him so internally i crumbled but outwardly i created this hardened shell okay i knew to never trust this man and that he was different my father had never really done that to me before I was scared of my dad, what he might do. But he would never, I could never see my father being that way to me. It was something darker. So when I looked at that moment and I realized how I stopped loving myself, why I stopped loving myself, and how I created this hardened shell around my heart that was now broken, by the way. It had been shattered because I didn't understand. So it had been shattered and hardened. I built this. That's when God used this moment in May to get me so completely vulnerable and broken. He was able to get beyond the bounds of that wall, touch that part of me, and bring me out, the childlike part of me out, to show me how this all unfolded. And that I needed to start loving myself. And that meant... following God not allowing certain people in my life I could never go back to who I used to be and I could never allow excuses because there was people in my life more than one and I allowed them to just be treat me less than I deserve why I didn't love myself enough to step up and say I deserve to be treated better but once this moment happened it changed me I did let go of all those things and I didn't care and I embraced the place I knew God was asking me to be which was church AA new job knew all of this all of this stuff and in doing all those things I began to love myself and guess what you guys I was no longer bound, okay? Because see, here's what I used to be. Got all my markers here. My heart used to be bound in hell from all those layers of stuff, okay? I was bound. I was bound to this earth trying to connect with God, but I was bound emotionally Tied to all these things that I was hanging on to. Which created the hell emotionally inside. I was bound to my chosen hell. Like I said yesterday, we choose. We choose to be bound here on life. Um, By allowing God in, it only took you God, you guys. I could have never undone these layers myself. I could have never faced them ever, ever I did try to do it myself. And you know what I did? Every time I tried to do it myself my way, I went back to drinking. Sometimes I use drugs, you guys. When I say I'm an alcoholic addict, and I'm not saying, you know, but, but that's the truth of it. You know, I use substances because I didn't know how to do these things. And I was tired of that. I was tired of... Of going my own way I was tired of losing grip with where God was trying to take me I knew the way I was headed was the wrong direction so I really had to let go to God and this final step was the biggest one and when he did this literally you guys this is why it was the most amazing moment of many I guess of my life this space cleared okay this face to God cleared. And God asked me step by step, by step, by step, by step, by step to trust Him. Okay? What was one? I had a vacation planned in June, and somehow it didn't work out because my daughter had driver's ed. So we had to reschedule for the end of July. Um, And we had been waiting months to do it. But God said, trust me, this is my way. It's going to be better. Guess what? I took that step, trusted God. Guess what? I got a better deal on the hotel. Um, Like it was a nicer hotel. And the vacation was off the hook with my children. It was the best, like this has been the best summer of my life. By trusting God and not throwing a fit that things didn't go my way and letting it go, And in that, my daughter went to driver's ed. She had to face some life challenges herself. And guess what? Because I had this space cleared with God, I was able to walk with her through those challenges. Guess what? There I was closer to God. I had to change jobs. That was scary. That was, let me tell you, anxiety through the roof. I was so terrified. But I walked through it with God, and he helped me another step closer. I really allowed God to use my time. I finally let go of being selfish with my time. God put me in the church to donate my time to volunteer in the child thing. Um, I'm doing a bunch of stuff for AA. What else am I doing? I can't remember. I got back into these. Guess what you guys? spiritually this means spiritually you guys this doesn't mean in the physical world i'm climbing higher in the sky it's it's a it's an energy about us this is why when you hear the words energy and you hear vibrations you hear all this stuff it's an enlightenment of self within the soul where god is bringing you higher to where he's at you feel essentially lighter and higher and you begin to see you begin to see things in a different way. I've learned to let go of all the anger towards others that I had. And I mean everyone. You know why? Because I actually understand their brokenness. I don't need to know the full story to actually get where they're at in life. Because I've been there. I see the greater picture. And that they're trying the very best they can. Everyone. Everyone. Every single person there's some people in my life that probably think, mm, yeah Christine, you're bullshitting because I know you can't stand me but i but I do hope the best for you just because I'm not allowing you in my life right now doesn't mean I hope the I don't hope the best for you. The difference is I can't have certain things around me that's that's the self-love is knowing what I deserve to be treated by like and if you can't treat me that way this is a life lesson for a lot of people that have a hard time doing this because I had a hard time walking away from people because I just accepted their behavior a lot of people have a hard time with this because we're supposed to love each other as is sure you can be that way but you can't be near me because it is affecting me when you don't treat me the way God created me to be treated like. But that also required me to become the person I needed to be. I had to be that loving, kind person. Um, I had to be that in life. I had to be naturally, like, I had to love being a good person some people be a good person because it makes them look good but internally they're like i really freaking hate being like this that's not actually being a good person you're a hypocrite and god sees that i used to be that way there's a difference i love being who i am there's certain people you know i see and i'm just so happy to see them that these i'm connected to these people in my life and it's just a joy to see them because they just love me for who I am. And I love them for who they are. But this is, this is a spiritual thing, this firmament, okay? You can be in heaven while living on earth. And you see things in the greater picture. God has built you up. You have served your way up. I've served my way up i'm still serving and there's more knowledge and wisdom this is just the beginning you serve your way up to this wisdom and knowledge to see above the bigger picture okay you see what is right and wrong you are able to lead people in the way they need to go say there's often times that people will ask me questions And I don't just give them the answer. I lead them in the direction in which leads them to God so that they can begin seeking through God deeper understanding because I can't give you all the answers. But I know how to lead people in the right direction that will get them to God, whether they believe in God or not. Here's the thing. I can do that too. There are a lot of people who don't believe in God, but I know how to lead them in the direction in which gets them eventually to God. That's what being up here is like. You see a greater picture of your purpose, of self, of your connection with God. It's, this is where Jesus was at, you guys. This is why Jesus was able to walk the way he did. And he didn't care. It's a beautiful thing. And when you get to this space and time, what really matters is your impact on other people's lives with, you know, the way you are. If you're a healed, healed person, you know, um, what are your intentions You have to ask yourself that. What are my intentions with this interaction with this person? You guys, we can experience heaven on earth. Jesus was the example. Where I got all of this to do this was from Jesus. It was studying the book of Matthew. It was watching a YouTube video that depicted directly from Matthew. And a lot of people, they might think it's boring it, was a, it wasn't because it wasn't the Passion of the Christ. Everybody watched the Passion of the Christ and they just loved the movie. I couldn't get 10 minutes into that movie and I was disgusted by the way that people exploited the Bible for movie sales because it wasn't even really... like They had to embellish everything. So I found this video about Matthew on YouTube and it, it it was word for word out of Matthew they talked the way it was talked into here and it was it was so enlightening about how Jesus really was back then so i studied that i watched other things documentaries how exact what did he experience when he was hung on the cross And the love I recognize the connection he always had with God he was always in this space with God why? because when he encountered people he it wasn't just him talking to people like the man at the at the, at the pool he couldn't get up for 28 years I think he was broken or something was wrong and Jesus walked up to him on the Sabbath and said do you want to be well? And the man got up and was well. There's a depth into that story that a lot of people miss. They just see the words and they're like, oh, Jesus just cured him. It wasn't just like that. When you get into the depth of of, of asking God to show you what really went on. Jesus was in this firmament with God. Okay. God was residing within him. Or probably like this, just talking, talking, talking. Jesus is just following where God's guiding him, just that beacon of light like this, and he comes up upon this man. And Jesus hears the excuses. Here's the thing. When Jesus hears this man talk, he looks at him, and the man's like, oh, you know, there's only a certain time you can step in it, and I guarantee this is what Jesus thought. Yep, of course, here's man trying to... Put laws on God's great wonders, trying to say that only one person can be healed and there's a certain amount of time. That's ty- typical mankind, I guarantee I guarantee because that's what I, when I realized. you know, you can be healed anytime you want to be healed, as long as you believe in God and you follow Him, just like me. Kaboosh. Psh. If you truly believe, you believe and you have the faith and you have the love. Well, I have the love for God and I do believe you can be healed and you can reach this space. The reason that man got up and walked is because it wasn't just the words. When Jesus spoke, it was God who was residing within him, speaking through him. And it was God's Holy Spirit reaching in and touching the depth of that man's heart and soul. He felt it. It was something he never felt before. Why? Because I've experienced it. So I understand how God works through others. God was able to touch the heart of that man. And because he had never been touched that way by words, he knew, believed. It's something you can never deny. Why? Because Jesus stayed cleansed. Stayed cleansed to live in this firmament, the heavens, with God. And to serve. But it requires something, you guys, to get here. requires work. Requires you letting go of all the anger, resentment, pain, trauma. It requires you to love. It requires you to surrender and serve God. I think that's the hardest thing for people. They don't want to do what God is asking them to do because they feel the glory of man's destiny in their mind is a lot better and glorious the riches the greed the money all of that the cars I had one man tell me you know he did believe in God and he goes when I get rich I'm gonna buy a Lamborghini but in but if you're truly walking with God you're not thinking about buying a Lamborghini You're thinking about the good things you could do in this world. What purpose does a Lamborghini serve in this world for God? Nothing. That comes from a deep-seated, you know, lack of self-worth. So you validate it by buying all these things because you think it'll make you feel better. Did I say that to them? No, because you just can't come off the bat and start saying that to people. It'd be offensive. Not offensive, but it's mean. They won't take it that way so you let it go and you know that God's got it Um, to walk with God is it's a whole different ball game you guys it's a whole different space I've been here and down here is like this it's like this circle pit this is what mankind is I don't know how that pen ended up that's a brand new marker too okay down here in earth right this is mankind right here we're we're chasing our own tail money stuff our job houses this all these things that make us look good I want to chase this the more I have the better I feel and we keep chasing this circle because it's all self-serving okay this is what it's like and you get stuck in this pit you get stuck in this race and you become unconsciously numb and emotionally disconnected because you're single-mindedly thinking that all these things, if I find these things, if I keep chasing them and I get them, if I have the money, was somebody told me once, I just want that one million dollar idea. Yeah, but you know what? That million dollar idea is not gonna change the way you feel about yourself. It just won't. That's the one thing money can never do is change the internal suffering, the internal grind, that internal little eek. You no know, matter how slight it is, it doesn't matter. Money is never going to change that. It may buy you a moment of happiness, but it's not eternal. Until one day, here's God always constantly. He's always... Calling out to us. I look back on my life and I recognize moments where God was walking with me Calling out to me Beckoning to me just asking me all the time my whole life Why didn't I respond to it because I didn't believe it believe I didn't love myself enough Okay, I was too scared Until one day somebody told me I didn't even know who I was and I wasn't as smart as I thought I was and forever I look back in that moment and those were the words that unraveled me because I really thought I was smart I had always thought I was 10 steps ahead of the game with everybody in my life you know I always thought I was in control because I I thought always thought I was the one in control even in my broken relationships I always thought I was the one in control that I was so smart and I thought I knew who I was and when somebody said that to me one day it bothered me because I wanted to know what he knew that I didn't but those words God wanted me to hear because they were true and it was because they were true they annoyed me, they offended me and thus began unraveling and unlayering you guys at all these layers (coughs) layer after layer emotion after emotion week after week, every week I went through something unraveling, unlayering all that and finally this summer taking the steps up I'm finally being at this point where it's very quite beautiful and it doesn't mean life isn't without its issues but the fact is when you get to this point every time I've ever worried about something was the last thing I worried about oh I had to do something Saturday and I knew something was off with myself and I thought I might like flub what I was doing I had to sing at an event and I was practicing all day and I was like I just can't get the high note you know I was like I don't know why I can't get the high note it was that anxiety I was talking about the other day I had butterflies in my throat so I went there and as I'm preparing I was like you know what it doesn't matter if I don't reach it you know why because I have God and you know what else it doesn't matter because at least I did it and I'm you know didn't I'm doing it nobody cares if I'm here was the thing about that moment when I talked earlier this week that anxiety was meant for something on Saturday God used that moment to show me I didn't ever have to I didn't always have to be perfect for people to to love me and appreciate me because I totally flubbed up the whole national anthem not the whole thing but I mean like I was not in my greatest but people still really loved me and were grateful that i was there and that moment showed me that i didn't need to be perfect and it's all right not to be perfect and to accept being not perfect but in the moment of me flubbing those high notes i was all right because god was right there with me so i didn't really care because you know what god was there So in those moments of worry and frustration, I don't let them get to me because God is always right there and God will see me through it and it will always serve a great purpose. I have that faith and that belief and that understanding so instilled in me. I don't worry about the things that could happen. So what's the worst that's going to happen in this world? I die, my children die. There you go. Those are my two, my children dying. that's the worst thing that could happen in my life you guys I've thought about it what's the worst thing that could happen in my life my children dying what if they did I would lean on to God and I would get through it because it wouldn't be without a great purpose you know you gotta think like God's taken me through those things so that I could be up here And this is where Adam and Eve were, you guys, in the beginning. And I know this is a lot. um, But this is where Adam and Eve were in the beginning. And they fell from this grace. And that's why we get stuck down here. We're not born sinful. But we're born into sin because our parents are sinful. One way or another. So... You know, it takes us a lot of work to get back up to that space in heaven. But that's where Adam and Eve were at. And they fell from grace. And yes, you can get going up there and fall from grace. I did this year. I fell from grace. And I knew I was falling from grace. I knew it. I said it. I'm going to be casted out. I remember telling somebody that. I'm going to be casted out. Sure. But you know what? The thing is, God never gives up. Ever, ever. He never let go of me. Um, He'll never let go of you. Ever. No matter who you are. The reason, what got me on this topic, you guys, and this is what God will use. Now, I can't remember if this was brought up in um, church. I can't remember why I came upon this verse. But in 1 Corinthians, and that's the verse I got written in the description, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, but it is written, "I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of a man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him." That's my hair so fuzzy. But God has revealed them to us through His spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I'm going to read that again. The eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard, nor have entered into the heart of the man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Guess what, you guys? Your eyes and ears have not seen what God has prepared. I look back and I realize what I'm seeing now, you cannot learn. You cannot learn from church. You cannot learn from another person. You cannot. You can only learn these things by investing in your personal journey and relationship with God. And they truly are things that the flesh eye cannot see the deep understandings, the unconditional love, the, es- the essence of a person. I see the good in all people and I love it. Um, kindness is not a weakness. It is a strength. Love is not a weakness. Love is the greatest of all. Nothing can defeat love ever. And it's so beautiful. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. It's because I allowed God in what I was talking about yesterday, doing meditation, allowing God within your presence. God will, God's Holy Spirit will show you, search within you, that searching, that flipping through the mind. That's the searching, you guys. It will search for those deep things within you to unveil the essence of who you are. If you allow God to get in there but you have to allow him he's not going to force himself we are born free will so you guys this is deep firmament you guys and if you believe there is a hell where people go after they die then you go ahead and believe that but let me tell you about believing in a place where people go to burn, okay, for their sins. There is something in that thought process that is rooted in hate, okay. God is not about hate, so when you start rooting your thoughts in hatred towards others, what you're true, what's truly going on. Is you hate yourself. You don't love yourself. And you're reflecting your thoughts and your self-hatred on others. By focusing in on their sinful behaviors. That you don't want to see about yourself. I don't know what's going on in my house. Okay. I mean that. When you truly believe something like that like a lot of people, you know, murderers need to die, pedophiles need to die, all these people, when you start thinking you have the right to say whether a person deserves to live or die and that they're going to burn in hell for their behaviors, okay, you're really reflecting your self-hatred onto others, okay, Because you choose whether to let their behaviors affect you or not. You're choosing to hang on to negative emotions about others. Why? Because you're deflecting from your own self. So that really dissolves the issue of hell because that is not God. God does not create our souls and our hearts to go, okay, too bad, so sad, I'm going to watch you burn in hell. That's not God. God has never once made me feel guilty or ashamed about the things I've done. Ever, ever, ever. That is not our God. He does not yell. He does not make us condemn us. He does not send us to hell. We choose hell, you guys. Hell is a choice. You choose to be stuck in the pit to hang on to the negative emotions. You choose. You choose to be in hell. I know when I die where I'm going to be. And I know if I get reborn in this life again, I know I'm going to find God again. I already know it. I know. I'm in the book of life now. I know it without a doubt. Because I believe that much. And with my love of God and God's love of me, he has shown me through time the depths of the things that I need to know. so beautiful you guys you know how i found this out it's all god all through meditation God showing me through his word you guys so i love you this one turned out to be very long i had to do it on a tuesday firmament it's a big it's a big thing i didn't understand it quite back then i understood a little bit but this is all spiritual you guys it's it's a it's a spiritual thing okay a spiritual um it's not an actual place it's it's the way our where our soul resides and when you become you have to become in touch with your soul first to even understand spiritual unveilings if you don't understand then you have to seek god not seek him to give you things seek his face seek his love Seek to learn to love him. Seek to learn to love yourself. Seek how to learn to love others. When you allow God to teach you those things, that's when you start to get here, where Jesus was at. Okay? And it is possible for anybody. Ted Bundy could have gotten here. I mean... Hitler. All sins are forgiven because of what Jesus did. So even the worst of worst people, if they would have stopped, actually changed, actually changed, and truly turned themselves to God, not for the public to see, but truly with God, they, they could have they reached here. So... I love you guys. Today's a beautiful, beautiful day. The breeze is out. I am so excited just to enjoy today. Um, I just wanna be out in the breeze. It's so beautiful. That's all I can say about today, it's so beautiful. And I hope this really triggers you to dig deeper within yourself with God to question, question. Question your creation. Where are you in heaven with God? Have you ever, have you ever asked God to show you your place in heaven? My place in heaven, where He showed me be in the past, is where I'm at right now. And it's very beautiful, and it is possible. Question your true origins this world to god what did god create you for in this world what did god create you to be for him because that's all that truly matters questions like that anyway you guys this was really deep this was really really deep podcasters i will post a link to the video um i do love you guys now my mind's thinking. See, I'm going to be in meditation all day. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful Tuesday. And see you later.